this gospel surprises. And like other parables, the way Jesus uses an image to challenge us to be smart for the kingdom of God. And he sets the example of a doubly corrupt administrator. First, he's discovered for fraud, and then he acts corruptly again when he forgives a debt that is not his own in order to guarantee himself a future to obtain benefits. His master was right. I think that if Jesus would be here with us today, if he had to teach us this lesson, probably he would center his problem not in in an agricultural manager that was like something common at his day, but maybe he would say to us, look at the stockbrokers on Wall Street. Look how they behave. They are constantly looking to the screens, following the progress of the stocks. They are constantly on the phone, giving and receiving orders. What attention they have, what promptness of decision. And when they think that maybe some stocks will be outlined, they immediately don't waste time. They sell everything. They invest in new stocks. What is Jesus teaching in this parable? He's very straightforward. He's saying, look at the determination that we human beings can have when we seek benefit. Look how passionate can we be, how smart, how, in, how intelligent, how we can anticipate when we are pursuing only a human goal. This is something amazing of us human beings. We have such a capacity to effort, to look ways, to think about strategies, to use our minds to achieve things that sometimes they are either unfair or they are not sometimes harmful to, to us. What a great effort sometimes we can do for wrong goals. We can even sacrifice for things that are harmful for us. Sometimes for vanity, for our image, we can make incredible sacrifices. Sometimes because of greed, we can give up so many things. So Jesus is saying, if we are passionate, if sometimes we fight for things that pass away, aren't we going to fight for the kingdom of God? Aren't we not to be smart in our spiritual life? Are we not going to put all our minds and efforts in, in only the one thing that will not pass away? I think that there's two types of people. Few of us, sometimes we are not passionate at all. We don't have something that really passionates us. We might be living a time where nothing really motivates us. But most of us, we are selective. We strive for certain goals. We strive during certain seasons. Sometimes, for example, we strive to keep in shape. We strive to get a date. We strive to get an internship. We strive to make it to the team. 
but it's selective. I think today Jesus is calling us to be part of a third type of people, those who are smart for the kingdom of God. And this is really important in our context. We live in a post-Christian world, post-modern world. We cannot in this world be disciples unless we are really intentional, and unless we decide and we apply our mind and our will and our affections to follow Jesus. Whoever is naive in today's world won't persevere. We won't be holy unless we are intentional. Holiness, in our words, must be planned. Holiness must be scheduled. Paul uses an Im the image of the athletes. If there is something an athlete is, is to be intentional. And he says, every athlete exercises self-control in all things, but they do it to receive a perishable crown. But we seek an imperishable crown. Paul was at Corinth. Corinth was famous because they had games similar to the Olympic Games. And he saw again and again athletes that they would devote themselves to excel in sports. And he said, look, these athletes, they are intentional. They plan their week. They choose what they eat. They choose when they go to sleep, but for a crown that will perish. And looking to the Corinth people, he said, let us seek an imperishable crown. So how to be smart spiritually during this week? And that's really what Jesus is inviting us. The parable suggests three concrete steps. Number one, to reassess what will be my priority this week, where I will focus my passions, where I will focus my intelligence. The administrator of the parable was really focused that week. He knew that yes or yes, he needed an exit plan. I'm sure that nobody would distract him of thinking how he would get rid of this that was chasing him. And in the life of the saints, this is amazing. The saints were also men and women that at one point, they redirect all their energies, their minds, their time, their will. It's beautiful to see that, of course, yes, some by temper were passionate, but many of them, and that gives us maybe courage to some of us that we are not naturally passionate, that they were able to redirect all their energies, and they become so passionate, so in fire, that they will be like magnetic. They will attract many people to Christ. Perhaps the best example is San Francis of Borja, a Spanish saint from the 16th century. He was born in a royal family, and all his life he had dreamed of being the knight of the Empress Isabella. She was known to be a very Catholic empress. She was well known for her beauty. And for this man, his greater honor was to serve this empress. But one day she died. And the protocol said that she, he had to be the first one in charge to verify that that was really the empress uh, in the coffin. And eyewitnesses say that at the moment that this knight, Francis, approached the coffin, 
he converted. He had a, he experienced a, an amazing conversion because he said, and these are his his words. What shall we do, soul? What shall we seek? Have you not seen, soul, how the brightest and most precious thing of the earth end? If that treats earth's splendor so, who can resist it? And he said he made a resolution that moment in front of the coffin. Nevermore will I serve a master who can die on me. Nevermore. It's a, what a beautiful expression. St. Francis of Borja realized that he had invested the best of his energies in a perishable crown, in a master that would pass away. And he said, nevermore. Today I make the resolution. I will serve the only king that will not pass away, Jesus Christ. And he became St. Francis of Borja. He became a saint that he was such a great apostle. So a question that we can ask ourselves, in what I am investing the best of my time during the week? What takes the priority when I schedule this upcoming week? What things or activities have eternal impact in my, during my week? To what activity I, get, I give the best of my energy? So the first step is let's reassess and my suggestion would be, put Christ first. That your resolution may be, I want to become more friend of Christ this week. That's the best resolution we can make during this week. Second step, be humble. It's not enough to reassess, but we need to be humble. And this is what the steward did. He said, I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. So a good question to ask ourselves is, what are my weaknesses? What is challenging right now in my life? What is the moment of the week that is challenging, that is hard to me to follow Christ? Are the mornings tough for me? Are the evenings, are the afternoon? Is Wednesday a tough day for me because I, have, I am so busy? Is there any special moment or special people with whom I tend to lose focus? and be drawn to temptation. We need to plan taking into account our weaknesses. That is to be smart, to be humble and to say, I won't fight this fight. I, I will escape that fight. I will go this way. Second step, be humble. And lastly, be smart about whom you ask for help. This steward knew very well that there were two persons that would help him. He, and that is my advice. Let's be literal this week. Seek two persons that can help you to be closer to Christ this week. Maybe it can be a, a priest, a spiritual mentor. But seek also a friend, someone that you know that knows what God wants from you, that can understand the vision that Jesus has for you. And be humble, ask for help. John Maxwell, a famous leadership author, he says, an unintentional life accepts everything and does nothing. On the contrary, an intentional life embraces only the things that will, that will add to their mission. So let us pray this week to be intentional, to be smart for the kingdom 
to embrace only what really adds to follow Jesus. Together, let us profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us present our prayers and petitions to God our Father. That as a church and parish community, we may joyfully imitate the limitless, limitless generosity of God in every dimension of our life together, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the risen Christ may be exalted in the ministries of the bishops, priests, deacons, and teachers of our church, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all of our parishioners who are ill or recovering, for all who are imprisoned, abused, or suffering in any way, that they may be delivered from every evil, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer that Christ Jesus will rise up to the new life of his resurrection, the souls of the faithful who have died. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the God of love and mercy will hear the prayers we now make in the silence of our hearts. We pray to the Lord. Almighty Father, hear these prayers which we, your children, offer you 
through Christ our Lord. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Receive with favor, O Lord, we pray, the offerings of your people, that what they profess with devotion and faith may be theirs through these heavenly mysteries through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. 
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering canceled out our sins. By his rising from the dead, he has opened the way to eternal life. And by ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim. Indeed, holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, 
and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence, we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Wilton, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world to our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever.
At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
Jesus, thank you for inviting us to be astute and prudent as we cultivate our relationship with you. Not for asking us to leave our intelligence or our will behind, but to seek you with all that we have, with our best energy, with all our creativity, because you want us to have all of you, Lord. Thank you for calling us to holiness. Thank you for the plan, the project that you have for each one of our lives, the mission to which you've called us. Lord, tonight we want to offer you all that we are. To seek you with an earnest will with our best effort, with all our creativity, to apply every gift that you've given us that we use for the pursuit of other good things, even more so for the pursuit of your kingdom. Lord, set our hearts on the things that are not passing away. Set our hearts on you and on your kingdom, and on the eternal life that awaits us. Let us pray. Graciously raise up, O Lord, those you renew with this sacrament, that we may come to possess your redemption, both in mystery and in the manner of our life, through Christ our Lord. Please take a seat for a moment for the announcements. On Saturday evening, September 24th, St. Anne's Parish, in conjunction with the DC Arts Commission, will host once again in the gym, Art All Night, featuring local artists. There will also be a music program at 7.30 in the church, as well as tours of the church at 8 p.m. and 9 p.m., with doors open to the public. We're also hosting a summer food drive to feed the needy, we still need many donations, so please contribute the eight major items of need by next Sunday. And you can find more information online and the bulletin. The Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults for those interested in becoming Catholics start this Monday at 6.30 p.m. in the library. And don't forget about contributing items and attending our flea market 
which will take place in the gym on Saturday, October 1st. There are some items already on the left side of the piano, as you can see, so if you bring them at some point during the week, you can place them by the piano. And then next Sunday, um, lastly, young adults in our community are attending a field day. Again, there's more information online, on the website, and on the emails that you receive every week. Thank you. Good evening. If you are either a non-Catholic Christian or a non-Catholic of a different religion, or a Catholic who is looking to receive confirmation or First Holy Communion, and you're either an AU student or a grad student, we're going to be beginning a course soon that will enable you to do that. It's called RCIA. It's an excellent course. I've done it. Father Joseph has done it. Um, and a few others in the audience that I sat near also have done it. Um, so it's a really awesome way to get to know about the Catholic Church. It begins with a period of inquiry, totally non-committal, so it's a good way to ask questions, find out about what the Church teaches, why the Church worships and does the things that it does. And then it progresses and has the opportunity for those that want to receive the sacraments. This course is mainly for AU students and for grad students, but if you are somebody who might be in that situation, you're more than welcome to come to me after Mass and we'll see what we can find out for you as far as information as well. This course is going to begin on October 2nd on AU's campus in the K Spiritual Life Center. It's going to run from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. every Sunday. So if you guys have any questions, you can find me after Mass over here on this side of the church or you can check out the website aucatholicdc.org. Dan and John Paul. Well, this week, Father Teo gave us a lot of homework, so you have one week to get it done. We'll see you back next Sunday. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace.